We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baisley, catch me out. There you go. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast post-game edition. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. We are a proud partner of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomTownHoops.com. I'm here with you guys to break down the Thunder's 101-119 to loss to the Denver Nuggets. It was an ugly one. Late tip here in the central time zone, 8 p.m. tip. Not, not super late. It's not like those West Coast tips. But a later tip, the Thunder coming off a, a pretty well-rested uh, a pretty well-rested team because they did not play Sunday night. They, they were canceled because the Philadelphia 76ers had contact tracing that resulted in the Thunder not being able to play that game. Uh, Philly didn't have enough players to meet the league's criteria for minimum players. So the Thunder have not played since Friday night in that epic 22-point comeback against the Bulls. So they were coming off a few days rest playing the Denver Nuggets. And this game started off pretty good. The first quarter, the Thunder looked really nice. Uh, actually built up a pretty decent lean. I think it got up to 7 or 8 at one point before Denver closed the gap and tied it up at the end of the first quarter, 31-31. to 31. And then it was the second and third quarter where the Thunder really lost this game. Just got completely blown out. Second quarter... The Thunder get outscored 21 to 34, outscored by 13 points in the second quarter. Third quarter, 22 to 32, outscored by another 10 points. 
So a 23-point deficit heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, and at that point, it was time to put in the bench players. We got some Poku versus Bull Bull minutes. That That's the point that this game got to. And uh, not really a significant game for the Thunder. Games like this are hard to do a post-game podcast about and break down specifically this game. And I'll do a little bit of game-specific stuff here in a second. But I think what's more important with this game and what I'm going to focus on in this episode is the overall impacts, right? We Sometimes we get caught up in the minutia, in the, in the game-to-game, play-by-play type of stuff. And we fail to like zoom out and look at the big picture, which is the really important part, right? The the individual games, yes, you can start to see like little tweaks and differences and and oh, this player's doing this thing different. This player had a really good game. Can they continue that? Yada yada yada. But really, the important thing here is to zoom out to sixty thousand feet and look at this game not as an individual game, but part of a broader picture. And so I'm gonna try to look at that broad picture a little bit in this episode, and hopefully that will uh, be good for Thunder fans. Hopefully that that kind of will encourage you guys after I get done talking about that. But let's start off talking about this game. Again, the Thunder lose 119 to 101. And really, to me, this game was lost in two places for the Thunder. First place, the Thunder gave up 18 offensive rebounds. That resulted in, at right at halftime, Denver was at 25 second chance points. I don't know what it ended at, but it was well over 30. Not good. right? The Thunder just got mauled on the offensive glass. And that was in part to Nikola Jokic, who just went off tonight. He ended the game with 27 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, and only played 28 minutes. Uh, just completely had his way with the Thunder. And kind of to be expected. I mean, the Thunder started Isaiah Roby at center, uh, brought Mike Muscala off the bench. Those guys, God bless their souls. They play their asses off. They work hard. They do everything right. You know, they're guys that you love to have on your team. They're they're great locker room guys. They just don't stand a chance against all-NBA Nikola Jokic. He just abused them all night long. And there wasn't much the Thunder could do about it, right? There, There just wasn't much that they could do about it. This was a night where the Thunder... Really could have used Al Horford, um, but Al is currently in Oklahoma City with his family after the birth of his fourth child. So shout out to Al Horford uh, and enjoy that time with your family. Uh, it's unseen when he will be be coming back to the team. I wouldn't expect him to come back until after this five-game road trip. But so place number one where I think the Thunder lost this game was on the offensive glass. Place number two, the Thunder had 19 turnovers that resulted in 28 Nuggets points. The Nuggets scored almost half of their points tonight, probably more than half their points tonight, off turnovers and second chance points. Just completely obliterated OKC in those two areas. Not good. Those are the two places where the Thunder really got got beat up in this game. And that that was essentially the game, right? You clean those things up uh, back down to like your averages. And the Thunder are probably in this one coming down the stretch. So Rough game for OKC in that aspect. I just mentioned they are on a five-game road trip. They started tonight in Denver. They will play Friday night against the Los Angeles Clippers and then again Sunday night versus the Clippers before they immediately hop on a plane, fly to Portland, and play 
Monday night against the Trailblazers. So that'll be a back-to-back. And then Wednesday night, they will finish, next Wednesday, they will finish out the road trip uh, in Phoenix, which will be a fun one. Shea versus Chris should be a blast. But let's talk about a few of the Thunder positives real quick in this game. And then I want to look at the the bigger picture of this game before we move on. Uh, we've got some questions from you guys on Twitter, uh, so we'll get to those as well. So a, a few things to talk here. But first, let's start positives for the Thunder. Okay. First and most glaring positive, one Lugens Dort, who had an incredible game and is having an incredible season. Lou ended with 20 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal. He shot eight of 11 from the field, three of six from three, 50%. We're getting deeper and deeper into this season, and Lou is maintaining his play. That is a very good sign. It's showing us that maybe this isn't just a uh, a blip on the radar and he's going to regress. He's playing incredible. To continue on Lou's game, let's talk about Jamal's Jamal Murray's stat line, who Lou guarded for most of the night. Five points on two of ten shooting, two rebounds, four assists in 21 minutes. Lou just locked him up. Just locked him up, and that's what Lou does. He has been a revelation. What Lou is doing shooting the basketball is incredible. What Lou is doing putting the ball on the floor and attacking the basket has been very impressive. You have to be really excited as a Thunder fan about Lou against Dort, especially the fact that they didn't even have to spend a draft pick on this kid. Absolutely incredible, man. He has been really good this season. We're going to talk about him in a second when I talk about uh, the overall picture here. But before we move on, I got to mention our man, Taylor Peterson, co-host of the podcast, has been absolutely killing it on the uncontested YouTube channel, dropping highlight videos that he's putting together. Tonight, he is currently working on putting together a Lou Dort highlight film for you all. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's just The Uncontested on YouTube, The Uncontested Podcast. You'll find it real easy. Hit that subscribe button so you can see our highlight videos. We're going to work on some analysis videos coming down the pipeline soon. And you can watch us live Sundays at 9 p.m. Central Time for our weekly live show. So enough on Lou. Let's move on to another positive from this team tonight. And that would be Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Now, Shea didn't have the best shooting night. He started two of two, which I was like, oh man, Shea's been really efficient the past five games. He's about to continue that efficiency. This is awesome. So he started two of two, uh, but then it went down from there. From from there, he went three of nine from the field to end five of 11, only one of four from three-point range and three of six from the free throw line. You want to see better percentages in both those places. Ends the game 14 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, and 4 turnovers, which are kind of ugly. But continues to fill up the stat sheet. And what I've been most impressed about with Shea, he does not force the issue at all. A guy like Shea Gilgis-Alexander in a game tonight that started to get away from the Thunder, clearly the leader of the team, the, the offensive focal point of this team, could have said, you know what? Come set me a screen. I'm going to pull up from three. I'm going to take, you know, 25 shots tonight. I'm going to get mine. I'm going to try to will us back into this game. And he didn't do that. He continues 
whether the game is is in hand, whether the Thunder are losing, whatever, he continues to make the correct basketball play. Don't get it twisted. I am not comparing Shea to this guy, but that idea of always making the correct basketball play reminds me a little bit of LeBron James. I'm not saying Shea is LeBron. Don't don't extrapolate that. Don't go on Twitter.com, this idiot Jacob said Shea's like LeBron. No, I'm just saying that mindset of constantly making the right play. How many times have people bitched about LeBron because he passes up a game-winning shot because he passes to the open guy? That's what Shea does. Shea is is making the right reads every time. That's LeBron-esque. And that's a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. Last positive for tonight we'll touch on is Isaiah Roby. Uh, He got the start. My man, God bless your soul, Isaiah. Going up against Jokic, he just got obliterated, right? It's, I mean, that's such a hard, hard task. Someone on Twitter, uh, I forget who you are, so I, I apologize for not crediting you with this. But someone on Twitter tweeted at us tonight and said, is there really any big in the league that can guard Jokic? And the answer is, like, some some do better than others, but just Isaiah just never stood a chance. God bless his soul. But he did end the night 10 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 4 steals. So a nice little stat line from Isaiah, and he worked his ass off. I mean, there in that third quarter, he was trying to, like, poke the ball away from Jokic. He was fighting. He was pushing. He was getting down in his stance. He was moving his feet. He was We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Trying as hard as he could. He just didn't really stand a chance. And that's no fault of his own. It's nothing against Isaiah. It's just a rough matchup. But a nice stat line for him tonight. Uh, flashed a little bit of offensive game. He has a nice little uh, catch on the short roll and take a dribble and go to the basket game. Like That's been pretty impressive. Um, so, so nice overall game from Isaiah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. Just he, he, he played decently, right? He, he did his best. So with all that being said, I want to talk about some of these, these bigger ideas, these big themes that I mentioned, and then we will take your Twitter questions after that. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees. 
and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So, some of these bigger themes. Again, this singular game doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. The grand scheme of things, this season is all about helping these young players get experience, helping them uh, grow and take steps in the right direction, and ultimately maximizing your own draft pick. Some people are very, very anti-tanking, and I understand that, and I get it, and you want your team to win. I want the team to win, too, because I enjoy when they win, and more people listen to the podcast when they win, and everyone has a lot more fun when they win. I don't think these players want to lose, right? I don't think that's a thing. I think the front office wants to give young players as much of an opportunity as possible to grow. That way, they can maximize their potential in a year or two. Right? That's just the way things are. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Right, And I think more than just letting these young players have a more expanded role on the court and seeing what they can do, they're letting these guys have an expanded role in the locker room. Right, I mean, the Chris Pauls and Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeders, those guys are gone. This is now a team that is led by guys like Shea and Baisley. Yes, George Hill is, is a massive uh, leader in that locker room with his experience, but this is really Shea's team now, and it's a chance for him to become a leader, and that's really exciting, I think. It's hard to become a leader when you're overshadowed by other leaders. You have to become a leader whenever you get put in a position where, where you are forced to step up, even if that's uncomfortable, and that's what Shea is doing right now, and so that's exciting. So some of the bigger overall themes that I think we're, we're starting to extrapolate from this team as we move forward here. Number one, they fight like hell, right? Most of the time, I, th- I, I don't know this for sure. I've never played in the NBA, right? But I think NBA teams probably go into games, and if you get down 20, 25 points, the mindset is, okay, let's pack it in. Let's save our energy on this one because we're tired. We've got a long road trip ahead. We've got to get on a plane tonight. We got to play again in a couple of days. Let let's kind of pack it in, take it easy, go through the motions, and get get through this one. And the team that's beating you by twenty or twenty five says, "Okay, we hit the threshold. We hit that that line in the sand. Now lay down, and let's all just kind of move forward and uh, and and just let this this game be." The Thunder don't do that, and you have to think that probably pisses off some teams. Uh, just honestly, it probably does. They're like, hey, th- that's not how this is supposed to work. So you have to admire that from the Thunder, that that they have this never quit attitude. Some of these other themes, I kind of mentioned it when I talked about Shea and Dort, but we're seeing growth from these young guys. We're seeing these young guys get put in these positions and they're making plays, they're, they're showing their potential, uh, and they're growing, right? Baisley has had some ups and downs this season. He's maybe the one most of all, uh, that has not been consistent. 
Uh, I mean, take tonight's game in a microcosm for him. He had 12 points on 11 shots, two of seven from three, two blocks, which are really impressive. But he had two turnovers, two passes that you just watch and you think, what are you thinking, Baze? Like, what happened there? It's almost like he was playing 2K and his controller died in the middle of the fast break. He had two really ugly air balls. It's almost like Baze is in his own head a little bit. Uh, So you hope he can correct that. But that's going to be kind of the theme of the season is there's going to be some nights where Baisley stretches five, six games and plays really, really good. And there's going to be three, four, five game stretches where he's really bad. The consistency is what you want to eventually get to. And that's a process. It takes a while to get there. So I'm not like overly concerned about Baisley. I'm not like, oh my God, he's not an NBA player. You know, what are the Thunder going to do? They drafted this kid at 24, right? The odds of him becoming like even a rotation player for like five years is low. So I still have a lot of faith faith in Baisley. But it, it's these things in this grand scheme, 60,000 feet out looking down. You want to see some consistency. You want to see the fight. Uh, we, we are seeing things like the Thunder love to shoot three-pointers. They shoot a lot of three-pointers. Throughout this season, that's kind of what they're starting to become. They shot 43 threes tonight. Right, 43 of their 86 shots, half of their shots tonight came from three. So that's definitely like a theme you're seeing, right? When you zoom out, you start to observe that. Another thing that I think is really important that we're observing from this team over the first 12, 13 now games is Shea as a playmaker. Shea has been incredibly impressive setting up his teammates, uh, making plays, getting downhill. We've mentioned on the pod before, but he is second in the league in total drives, like driving, not, not sorry, in drives per game, not total drives, drives per game to the basket. He is second in the league. He loves to drive to the basket uh, and set up his teammates. I think a lot of us questioned coming into the season, is Shea really a point guard? And he's proving to us, yeah, I think he is a point guard. I think he really is. Uh, the way he he playmakes, the way he sets up his teams, the way he drives with the intent to make the right basketball play, it's really encouraging. You really love to see that. So we're starting to see some of these things. Um, a couple others with these young guys, uh, specifically the rookies, Maladone and Alexei Pokashevsky. When you zoom out again and you look at things from the grand scheme, these guys are growing and they're getting better, right? Poku had one like crazy, like bounced off the rim pass tonight, but he makes good reads because of his height. He's able to get blocks because of his height. Um, he's able to affect jump shots because of his height. You, If you look at Bays, if we go back and watch tape from, from sorry, not Bays, from Poku, from Poku in game one to Poku in game 13, he looks different in game 13, and that's what you want. If you go back and you watch film from Maladone in game one or the preseason to Maladone now, he looks like a different player, right? And that's what you want to see. So when we zoom out at this big picture, these are the positive things. These are the things we want. These are the things we're looking for. It's so much more important than just a singular game uh, like tonight when the Thunder get their asses beat. That's not what really matters. What really matters is that we see this growth over time. What also matters is their draft pick. Right now, the Thunder would get, um, I'm looking at tankathon.com right now. If you've never been to Tankathon, it's incredible. Uh, the Thunder actually would not get the Houston pick right now as it falls at number four, and that pick is top four protected. So the Thunder would get the Miami pick at eight and their own pick at 13. 
Uh, just for fun here on the pod, let's hit the sim lottery button once on Tankathon just to see what happens. Uh, and nothing. The Thunder still end at 8 and 13. That's not exciting. Um, do it one more time. The Thunder end at 7 and 9, right? This is this is why the lottery is so much fun. And the Thunder don't have to be the absolute worst team in the league because the lottery uh, gives the Thunder a chance to climb. Obviously, the Thunder wants to end up with a top five pick. I mean, they have the draft capital to trade up in the top five anyways if they want to. Um, but but it's uh, that that's the important stuff, right? What are we seeing from the young guys? What growth are we seeing? And where did the draft picks end up at? So with that being said, I'm going to take a few of your Twitter questions and then we're going to get out of here. I haven't uh, vetted these questions yet, so we're just going to go off the top of the head, see what happens, man. First, from uh, from friend of the pod, sibling of the pod, Hayden Peterson at HPeteOKC, he says, is Roby the next Sabonis? Uh, man, Sabonis is so good. I, I mentioned this before, but Sabonis might be Presti's most underrated draft pick. What a pick from Sam Presti. I mean, I know he technically didn't make the selection, but he made the trade with Orlando and told them to select Sabonis for him. Sabonis is so damn good. No, Roby is not the next Sabonis. Sabonis is so damn good. It's fun to watch him play. Uh, from at Samuel, Sam, God, good Lord, Samuel Miller 8. There we go. When will Poku start shooting more efficiently and find his shot? Because right now it's ugly. Yeah, it is ugly. It's pretty flat. Um, one thing that I hadn't considered that that my guy Mikey Barra had brought up before, the NBA three-point line is farther back than that EuroLeague three-point line, so maybe he's having a little bit of struggle with that. I'd actually like to see Poku go off the bounce a little bit more, get into the lane a little bit more. Uh, I think that's a place where he could start really like experimenting and growing a little bit. Um, but hopefully the shot eventually comes around. Long term, I'm not too worried about the shot, right? It's not great right now. They're going to help him rework it. They probably want him to release it a little bit higher. His his release is quick, though. He, he's got a quick trigger. So overall, I'm not too worried. From at Chatter OK says, is this road trip going to be, a, be five straight losses? I don't see us winning again until Houston and Minnie come to town. Then again, this team doesn't quit. Yeah, that's a great question. If you would have asked me up front before tonight, how many games will the Thunder win on this five-game trip? I would probably would have said uh, one. They probably would have gone one and four. Um, maybe they can sneak one from the from the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers rest some guys. Um, Portland is really decimated with injuries right now. Maybe they have a chance against Portland. Um, I don't know, but one and four, zero oh and five. I mean, you know, you're you're splitting hairs there. Regardless, they're they're maximizing and they're they're bettering their draft pick in the lottery. Uh, by losing these games, but this is tough. We mentioned this about two weeks ago on the podcast. We said the rest of January was really going to test this team when everybody was super high and saying like, oh my God, the Thunder just went like four and one on their last five game road trip. They're legit. We need to look for the playoffs. We told you guys like, hey, pump the brakes a little bit. This team's got a lot of tough games coming up, even into February. This team has, I, I posted this on Twitter the other day. This team has a 16 game stretch that's just brutal. I said in this those 16 games, maybe they win four. Uh, it's going to be a really tough stretch. So I would not be surprised if they go 0-5. Um, but I I would expect them to be competitive. From at RealBrandXO, with Roby continuing to impress, will Presti try to find a trade partner for Al sooner? 
It's a great question. I think the problem with finding a trade partner for Al is the size of his contract. And you need to give Horford more time in Oklahoma City. Right now, I don't think he has much value. He's got to get to that Chris Paul level where people are like, oh, wow, he's turned it around. Now he's an asset. And he's not there yet. And with the size of his contract, he has to get to that point for him to be an asset for the Thunder to get something back. So I, I still am on the on the train of thought that Al probably stays around till next offseason. Um, next one from at uh, D Nasty. He says, George Hill looked like he didn't even care. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. I think George Hill does care. I think he's he's a professional. Uh, tonight was just kind of a rough night, so I wouldn't read too much into that. Uh, Donnie Hazelwood, I, don't don't stress out too much about that. Um, from at Nature of the Nine, he says, "Will Poku's jumper ever fall?" Uh, yes, eventually Poku's jumper will go down. Uh, I I don't have too much worry about that. Again, this season isn't too much to worry about. We knew coming in that Poku was going to be like a two or three year project, right? So don't stress out guys about like, oh, we're 12, 13 games in and Poku's shot's not going in. This isn't going right. It's a small sample size. We knew this this experiment with Poku was going to be for the long burn. So give it some time. Give it some time. Last one from at uh, Postlewatt11. If I butchered that, I apologize. What is your Josh Hall impression after tonight's performance? Any comparisons slash projections? Uh, it's really hard to say because we've seen so little of, of Josh Hall. I think the Thunder, again, are playing the long game with him as well, hoping that he uh, will develop into something over time. The kid is really long. He's all legs, all legs and arms. He, he, he's all limbs, no torso. He does have some decent athleticism. He's got a nice frame for a wing. You know, I think they're hoping that eventually he'll develop into a guy that that can be kind of a, a versatile um, you know, kind of a kind of a a Baisley kind of guy eventually. Um, with two way guys, it's so hit or miss, though, right? We've seen so many of those types of guys th- come through OKC and not really do much. Uh, you've got like your Josh Hustises, um, et cetera, et cetera. Lou Dort is definitely the exception to that rule. One hundred percent is the exception to that rule. Uh, but they're gonna take their time with Josh Hall. They're they're gonna give him all the opportunities. They're they're gonna let him. Uh, have plenty of opportunities to grow and to fail, and and we'll see where he ends up. So I'm not too worried about him either. With that being said, guys, uh, we'll get you out of here. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. We super appreciate you guys. Again, make sure to go follow us on YouTube at The Uncontested Podcast. You can look us up on YouTube where we are dropping highlight videos, and we have our regular scheduled 9 p.m. Central Time on Sundays our live show. So check that out as well. You guys have a great rest of your week. We will be back with you Friday night after the OKC versus Los Angeles Clippers game. I believe Kamiar will have the post game for that one. So be on the lookout for that. Besides that, stay healthy, stay safe. We will talk to you soon. And as always, Thunder Up! Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.